This is the Podcast Turbio Blacklist Podcast for this week's episode, The Gin number 43. I'm Brian, he's Dave, and another episode. Hi, Dave. Hi. So in our, our 30 seconds of pre-prod, this is as much for my co-host here as it is for the listeners. Um, in our 30 seconds of pre-prod, I was telling Brian that I have bad news uh, about this particular show. So I'm just going to spill it right now. I had some major technical difficulties. Oh, no. <laughs> so I missed the first 18 minutes of the show. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, like, I didn't know. I, I had guessed that it was The Gin was the title name, but I didn't know it was 43. I just now wrote it down. The, okay. I first came in to uh, the scene where he was going through photographs with a magnifying glass, where Tom was going through photographs sure. with a magnifying glass, going, oh, character had major reconstructive surgery. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you didn't miss much in the beginning. The, the 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 show, similar to last week, didn't really get going until about the last 20 minutes. Uh, it was a lot of uh, not really sure what's going on, introducing a lot of characters. Uh, I, I had issues with the episode feeling like it, it was very forced. Uh, yeah, I, I have complaints about this one. Not necessarily in a bad way, just... I do too. I, I, don't, I, I have I don't, comments I want to make about some of the things that happened in this episode. I'm, I'm going to come out and right out and say it. This is the second week in a row I feel like there's a social commentary going on. Absolutely. Um, uh, I said and, that. and it's fine. I agree with everything he's saying, but. Oh, it didn't. It felt so out of character. It, that well, whole. It, that scene where we're talking about Red at the end yelling at about the not the loving your not is, loving your gay son. And. Yeah. It's it just it felt so out of character and it didn't feel like it was his character talking, and it really bothered me. I, I don't mind social commentary in shows and movies because it's going to happen and it's it's fine. It's it's part of the art, but when it I don't know it just it felt forced into it like this was. It did feel forced. I, I I do have an issue sometimes with social commentary when it's two weeks in a row and this is overt two weeks in a row right. i mean this is just blatant this is in your face gmo products are bad and you know you know love your kids no matter what you know, i mean that wasn't really what it was it was you know but yeah it just it the whole the whole um tirade or whatever it just just nope. seemed off uh, i didn't like it um i i didn't i didn't find it necessary to continue to tell the story that was being told i thought the story that was being told is fine and i i, I um I liked that, but then having uh, him just kind of go off on it didn't didn't work for me, and I, I was bothered by that. I don't know. So I mean, that's that's kind of it. I mean, the the rest of it's fine. I, you know, watching through for um, you know the the revenge. I get it. I liked that. I don't want to say I liked that part, but that part was inter- that part that part was entertaining. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, there were the dynamic between the 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 brother and sister. You know, I'm like, I like the brother. He seems to be a genuinely good man. You know, um, right. I don't know. I wasn't. I didn't watch enough to to feel that he was a really well developed character. He was, he was obviously the weaker of the two, and and you know before you get the reveal in the end uh, that uh, he was actually the second son, uh, the you f- you always felt like you see with some of these traditionalist families uh, that you know the son has to be the one to take over the business, and the daughter, no matter what the age, um, just doesn't get that opportunity. And obviously, she was the stronger, more suited. Uh, yeah. But, child um but also to find out that you know she was born male and 
uh, was gay, and the father didn't like that, so turned her female. So was there a, maybe this was explained earlier. Was there a, a large age gap between them? Because it sounded like the father did it when he was 19. But why would the younger brother, unless there's at least 19 years between them, not know? You know, I used to have an older brother, and now it's an older sister. What happened? Um, did and, that, was that explained? No, or? I didn't pick up on that. Honestly, I really wasn't even paying attention to that relationship until we got to that end scene. Like I said, I felt like they were just kind of forcing other issues into it um, with just, oh, here's the big reveal. The the sister is uh, the djinn. Yeah, but then you get to the end, and now we're going to add a wrinkle to the reveal, <laughs> and uh, it just uh, wasn't what I was expecting. So I wasn't really paying attention. This might be one I need to go back and watch because I felt like there was a lot going on, and it, for for the story arc and for the episode as well that I I wasn't taking good notes. I, it didn't feel like a good note taking episode. So uh, I, it's one of those I might need to go back and watch. I, I, you know, for missing as much as I did, I took uh, a lot of notes. The, the gin, uh, once I got the, the base understanding of the story, um, and, and I know enough how TV works, it was, I knew who the gin was right away. I knew it was her. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it was, it was like, okay, it's her, but maybe there's a really bizarre twist and it's actually the brother. Right. I, I was kind of like, I think it's her, everything, you know, from the way, works i was hoping that there would be like a twist on a twist and it would take it one step further um but, it, and, but you know and so but i was i was pretty much right it stayed pretty much the way it always does i mean the the the, the storyline you talk about the bad guy is always introduced um you know yeah. within the first few minutes of a show uh it it's it's never a mystery reveal there's no um yeah mystery bad guy that nobody knows you're you're introduced to this often um right away and so having her crime show it is i mean this is the formula we've talked about this whether it's svu uh csi any of these whodunit shows you will always have the whodunit in the first 15 minutes right and you know you might have missed in the beginning of the episode was uh when the father was delivered to her at first and it was delivered to her by alice who we thought to be the gin at the time. Uh, so, and, um, you know, the, the daughter, I c- couldn't get her name. I couldn't catch her name. Uh, oh, uh, so I wrote it down. It was Nassim. Nassim, thank you. Or Nasir. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I did catch that at the end. Uh, so, um, Nassim, she uh, was, you know, standing in that chamber there, and they wheel in the father, and, you know, she, she says to uh alice oh you did it and you know it's being sold to you as the you know alice is still the gin and so you're not picking up on that uh but it it, kind of makes sense as you start to learn more in the episode about uh the gin was kind of when um around was going through some of the targets that the gin had had they all kind of relate back to this business that was owned by the father so it kind of made sense as things went on I, I missed again all of that, okay. so apparently I saw all the right stuff. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I did. So what I didn't get was I didn't get all the misdirect. Right. Uh, with you know the, the things they do, I just I I had uh, a little more raw story after the misdirect. Had and that is what it was. I mean, the first fifteen minutes of the show, like I said, was a lot of misdirect. There was a lot going on. You weren't really quite sure what you're seeing. You were seeing, uh, you know, Dembe and Pee Wee in the. Uh... That was awesome. Now I'm gonna say, and I got you know what. I, I 
didn't write it in my notes last week, but I feel on last week's show, and maybe I'm wrong, I feel like I said that Pee Wee was part of the group that was keeping Dembe hostage. And no, that we thought that there was going to be, we thought we were going to get uh, Mr. Kaplan. Well, we thought that, but then I thought, I, I swear I made that mention, or maybe I thought it out loud that I thought maybe he was actually part of the, uh, like a double cross, um, rope a dope type thing. Yeah. And uh, it didn't surprise me when things went down the way they went down. That, that, that did catch me. Honestly, it did. Um, the the double cross inside the the little prison cell did not. I knew that was coming. No, that was fun and that was great. I love that. Yeah, and I and I wrote down, you know, uh, what did I write down here? Uh, Pee Wee stabbed a dude. Um, <laughs> right, and he wasn't freaking out about seeing blood. I mean, that yeah, seemed to be a real big that, deal with him before. <laughs> that did feel a little on the weird side um, when he did it, and then he did do you know bone crack and um, right, uh, and then he freaked out. I'm like. You know, that felt a little first when he didn't, second when he did, but yeah. Um. But he gets him, uh, you know, knows how to find red, obviously calls somebody at the end, and, you know, probably, you know, assuming he's so, working with the um, Mr. He called Mr. Solomon. Who was Mr. Solomon? Was that Mateus? I know we've heard Mr. Solomon. We've heard that name before. Yes. That was who he called. Mr. Solomon, yes. I know how to find Red. Was that is that Mateus? But I don't think yes. so. It's Mateus. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Is In the it? very beginning of the episode, Red was meeting with um, uh, that guy who at was, what the, I couldn't think of his name. The guy, the guy at, the at the end. Yeah. Who was the he guy was that helped the guy... break the, the who broke the thing last year? The code. Right. So he was the guy that came that was part of the uh, his phone number was in the safe that uh, Alan Alda sent him to in St. Petersburg. Yes. That's where he came from, right? Yeah, so yeah, he, Alan yeah. Alda sent him to the St. Petersburg. There was a phone number in the safe, and the phone number went to that guy. Yeah, he's the one that helped break the uh, the, the code of the... Um, the fulcrum. The fulcrum, thank you. I couldn't think of the, what it was called. Uh, he, he was the one that did that. Uh, and uh, in the beginning, he... Um, uh, he had determined that it was um mateus uh, solomon is his, okay. is his name so. uh and he is a, so, okay so you didn't see his beginning so yeah mateus solomon is a disavowed cia eight, uh, operative uh, okay um who has gone completely rogue so uh that's and that's th- that was like the first scene so they kind of touched on that real quick because they were showing so, the picture who, who of knows that information now red only, so only that side of of the of the storyline just red does does Lizzie know no she wasn't there when red was told okay and then the FBI doesn't okay so um that's who he is uh what's interesting is they found uh at the end uh where Dembe was being held I kind of felt like Dembe was left for dead with people coming to him where people I couldn't quite make out who they were. Were they people that were part of, you know, Solomon's group that were holding them captive, or was it? Uh, no, he'll just... show up in a in a hospital, um, and wrestler will get to Dembe first. Okay, you know what I mean. That's that's my guess. I mean, he's a again Dembe's a prominent character this season. That's he's he's, one. he's he's not being killed <laughs> off. Um, so we we all don't have to worry about that. He's dead. Um, you know, he's a he's a credited actor in the show, so they're not going to kill off somebody who's in the main credits. Not yet. So, um, so is the, uh, the 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 tuba mouthpiece? Is that another misdirect? 
Is that is that going to go to Kaplan or anything? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Uh, you know, who who would that be? Uh, obviously, you know, Dembe recognized it right away. I would also think, though, that given uh, you know, Pee Wee's, what the hell was his character's name? I, I don't know, but he was <laughs> in that whole thing before about who do you trust? If you remember when when right. the first introduction of that character was in a who do you trust episode? Because he was a rope a dope, yeah, know, uh, character with. Uh, I'd have to go back to get the yeah. names, but you're right. So he was one of those. So the fact that he's playing both sides uh, isn't really surprising unless this is intentional. There could be more to this, yeah. Uh, I mean, he could. this could be all part of the plan. Uh, this, this is total redception here. Yeah, uh, he is going to man. now lure, uh, lure out Solomon for Red. By him and Dembe got you know this plan. I shot you in, and uh, you know you punched me. You, didn't, you told me you weren't going to punch me that hard. Fine, I'll shoot you in a place where it's obviously not going to kill you, but it's going to. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, shoot you know, like in the beginning of speed, shoot shoot the hostage. Yeah, it's just it's 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 setting up to be that. So you know, are we supposed to hate Pee Wee, or is he going to get redeemed again because this was all part of the plan? Knowing what we know, that makes the most sense. But because we all know that, he's probably a bad guy now. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it, you know, again the redception could get interesting because you get you have the idea that room that they were kept in together would have been bugged, right? And you would think they wouldn't know that, mm-hmm. uh, so they would have worked out some other you know tap code or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Red's not dumb; he, he sets his stuff up. They would have known that. Okay, we're gonna get out. Everything's going to be laid out for us to some extent. That we're going to be able to find a vehicle that's right there that we're going to be able to get away. That vehicle's going to be bugged, so we have to play this through the whole way. Exactly. Um, and and that's that's what that's really what has to happen to make any of it believable. Right. Uh, they, I mean, even even down to well, we thought this was bugged. It really wasn't, but it was a good thing we did it anyway. That's believable. Right. You know, they, there needs to almost be one thing that they thought was that wasn't. Um, or something they mm-hmm. didn't know was, but they were in character anyway, or, or both, you know, that, that right. they were just, we're not sure we're going to go ahead and play this through. Oh, awesome. we, lo- we need to be screenwriters for this. We love this. I mean, this this is how it should be going, uh, because, you know, this is the thing. A lot of- tell us, do you think this would be a good story? Are we yeah, on the right do, track? Do you all like this? Because uh, I'll say that I don't... Um... It, it's not that I think that um, you know we're smarter than any other viewer, but you know we spend every week looking for this stuff, and a lot of viewers just kind of take the show as it happens, and they're just going to be entertained. I mean, we're trying to find, which you is know, fine. There's this, nothing wrong. Oh, we yeah. are entertained too, but this is our entertainment level yeah. that we try and do. We're trying to find this nitpick. Yeah. What do you all think about that? So definitely tell us that. Yeah. Um, we have a so so that's going to obviously reveal itself in the coming weeks. Uh, we also have the whole um tom thing going back into character yeah love and, uh, the montage of him going into character yeah that <laughs> i was like oh and i wrote it down and i'm like you know what is it sag harbor you know the web of lies mm-hmm. tom brilliant mr wainwright you it's know? one of my favorite moments in the entire series is it just is... that sequence of him Tom's been kind of a, a backseat favorite character of ours from the beginning. Oh, we've always, uh, I mean, I've, I've always a, wanted Tom you know, to be a good guy. Uh, I, got I got a little man crush on Tom, yep. Cullen, you know, uh, I really do. And yeah, I, I just, I love that whole sequence. And then, you know, I also got to believe that the guy he meets in the casino there and 
Uh, Social commentary. Is that dude gay? Is that where that's oh going? God, didn't it feel like that? I, I, I'm i not trying to stereotype to in any way, but, get in, but it, it, it wasn't, felt weird. <laughs> it, it wasn't that. It was more that they already did the gay thing on one side, and it would definitely run parallel right. to the other side. Well, that's what I was wondering. I mean, it felt like they were setting that up almost. Um, Talented Mr. Ripley type thing. I don't know. Um, yes. You know, yep. so... If I remember that movie correctly, I may remember it completely wrong. But do you but. think, um, you know, Tom, obviously, you know, he's going into character, goes into this thing, is saying everything he's saying, but he kind of wanted to be caught by this guy. No, he was intended to be. Right. The entire purpose was to be. He said that. Right. He said, um, so that what he's a, after the grifters. That guy's, you know, intrigued by the grifters and the lowlifes and mm-hmm. the people, that the con men, and that's what he's into. And he had to go in and he had to do it that no one else would see it, but that guy would. Everybody else believes this everything guy's telling happened. everything. Everything he's doing is absolutely true. You know, he really has a real watch. Really has the real uh, everything dice. Everything that happened, down to getting caught and being, and that guy catching him. The only thing that was out of his control that he did not expect was, was a phone call. From Lizzie this. called. Yes. And everything else was according to plan. What, there was what, nothing he didn't script in his head. Which is what I love because he is truly one of the great um, he is, spies. He is. And he even mentioned it. You know, Karakut's just a you know, what he called him, something, a flake or whatever. You know, he, Karakut's nothing. Um, you know, I, I'm the real spy. Karakut's just a pawn. Um, and well, he'd been groomed since he was 14. You know, we, we sure. saw that with the, was it the general? Was that the guy that did it? Um, the major. Mm-hmm. The major, yeah. I mean, it was a rank. Yep. So, and he's very believable. Uh, that's one of the things I like is the actors really, I don't, I've never seen this actor in anything else. The guy that plays Tom, other than a Ford commercial, he's very believable. Right. He. Oh gosh. He's he has played several types of characters in this show, and he's all good at them. So uh, it it just it it strengthens the character of Tom itself because you got a yeah. great actor to do it. And and you know we we've always, like you said, been a fan. Yeah, we really have. Uh, so love seeing this and love seeing this side of Tom where he's really because we, we we were introduced a little bit to it with the guys in Russia last season, uh, seeing him get. Uh, to do his work is lots of fun. Yeah, where it was, he didn't have any level of agenda that had anything to do with Liz. When that happened last year, um, that was brilliant with the whole neo-Nazi thing. That was kind of a cool thing, and that was right. that was what was what made it believable. Mm-hmm. You got to see him to do it in uh, a real-time environment that had nothing to do. I mean, honestly, that didn't. Ha- it ended up kind of tying in with the story at the end, but it was pure happenstance. Uh, if I remember right, I'm trying to think on that whole Nazi agenda thing. Because other than that, he didn't. it wasn't intended to go the direction it did, right? No. But, I mean, he, he, he was, par- he was part of like a weapons buy and something like yeah. that, and Red happened to be there, and, they, and it wasn't intended... To, it was circumstantial. Um, yeah, and, and then it's fine writing. I can. That's viable. Covers yeah. got kind of blown because of it, and it all went crazy. And then that's how uh, Tom got dragged back into the, the Lizzie thing. Lizzie yeah. thing. Uh, as far as Lizzie, not not much really in this episode. I mean, we had a little bit of her fantasy, um, which unviable bullshit. I call bullshit, and I'm going to do that for the first five seasons of this series on that fantasy because the whole thing with the kids when they were trying to adopt a kid and she did a little heart to heart at one point like i really don't want one right you remember that so that whole thing was completely the husband thing believable the and and i don't know if red was because he turned on her at the end when they were walking in his his house Mm -hmm. and he started he's like oh yeah it's so perfect um or whatever it was he said he was ready to call her out on it too 
Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, Tom was the one that really wanted the baby. She didn't. Uh, You're absolutely right. Great call. Um, Yeah. I I was like, no, no, don't like it. Don't like it at all. Uh, I mean, that was one of the things I wrote down. Walking in the park with little girl bullshit. Um, I'm going to go all Penn and Teller here. That's all right. Good call. So one of the things I came in on, and this was, this is good television. Um, and maybe it was just me because I came in really late, right? So I came in at the scene, like I said, where Tom was doing a little magnifying glass on photographs saying characters had uh, uh, surgery, right? right? The next scene was the scene in the park. And I, I hadn't seen anything, so I had no idea why she was there or anything that was going on. Right. Um, and then when the cop showed up, as, as a viewer, I panicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just so well executed. Oh, that was uh, greatly done. You saw Red starting to get a little concerned about the whole thing, yeah. and then all of a sudden cops show up and are, like, running at her. And yeah. then it's just a... Yeah. Yeah. But just I was That was just mm-hmm. so... That was one of the weird things. There was no point to that other than to scare you as a viewer. Right. Uh, there, was, there was no other reason for that to be there. Uh, and I, I, you know, and I wrote that down. I'm like the police, uh, the police fight, as I call it, was when they were going to break up the fight. Right. But, you know, through me, that was just that was just awesome. Um, what else have I got in here? So uh, to get into the little bit of the gruesome side, I was, um, how do I put this? Impressed that they did a little bit of the appropriate details in the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this is, this is getting on the gory side, right? Not, this is, has nothing to do with, with, uh, biblical or anything like that, but I, I did enough, uh, you know, I studied a lot of the Roman history and, and the, the crucifixion and whatnot. And the fact they did that she did the, the hand or the nails through the wrists and not the hands, right. which is historically accurate. And it's right. never shown that way. Right. Cause through the um, hands, it, they would just, would the just hands rip. would just rip out. Yeah. Yep. Um, but in, in the wrists, there's actually, you know, every, Everybody's in their cars getting all squeamish right now. <laughs> um, but in the in the wrist, there's actually a nerve there. It was intent. It went there by design because it was as painful as it could yes. be, and you're putting weight on it. And she went through about the whole asphyxiation and the lungs collapsing, and that's part of what happens. Yes, right. Um, so yeah. I was like, they they somebody did their homework. This was here. In, it was intentional. Yeah, it was intentional. It was well explained. Uh, yeah. You know, they watched Passion of the Christ before they wrote the script. You know, whatever uh, it may be. Um, I haven't seen that, but okay. Because <laughs> um, that goes into that kind of detail without you know explaining it, but you know just the visualization of it. And, uh, okay. Um, uh-huh. It's it, it you know it was um, I don't want to say really neat, but, but yeah, well well played. I mean, it, it, well, so well for portrayed. Guys like you and I that watch details, mm-hmm. it was it was nice details. Um, you know, right? Because normally a show would probably not take that attention and just hammer into the hands and call it a day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was a a good move. Yeah, that that style of uh, that style of crucifixion was not uncommon mm-hmm. um, in the um, uh, Saint Andrew. Uh, what that was one of the ways that he was crucified of Saint Andrew's cross, uh, things like that. So. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, what else do I have on that? It was, it was just one of the notes Let's I did. See, a little on the gruesome to... side. Yeah. Um, That's pretty much. So, all do the we notes know there. anything? Was anything explained about the leather-bound journal? Why he was after it, anything at all? Well, just that the we know that the um, Jin has uh, many clients were part of the cabal. Okay. So he was it's, looking for connections. I, the whole whole reason of them going after the jinn was to make find a connection to the cabal so they can uh, continue to attack them and press them. 
Okay. So basically all those names kind of So the one page he ripped path. out. Yeah, the, and the fact that he ripped out one page as it was uh, was said by wrestlers that you're going to have uh, uh a weak moment from red. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. Well, you got the one page that's going to have the one name that he was looking for. So Yeah. Uh, it'll uh, be you know the ex-wife or the daughter the, the part of the story we haven't quite got to yet mm-hmm. um, and dumb cops and everything as i always love my dumb cop of the of the episode moment was uh why didn't they have their own helicopter on this type of uh, uh yeah. assault anyway <laughs> the uh, fact that he was acknowledging that helicopter's not mine means that yeah because it's not like i saw another one that he re- you know, could recognize the sound of the you know, propellers going. No, but he knew that there wasn't one that was going to be there from his. Like, it's right. not due here for 10 minutes or something. That would right. be my, you know. So, uh, you know, with how well this assault was on this location, which obviously they probably could have had intel that this location was on a seaside, they probably should have uh, planned a little better to cover that. And I don't think, yeah. given how quickly they assembled that um, SWAT team, they probably could have found a way to get some sort of seaside support. Well, if SWAT team's there, you know there's a helicopter in route. Right. Um, I mean, that's just, you're not going to have one without the other. I would be astounded if you ha- ever had one without the other. Any law enforcement out there, back us up on this. If you get a SWAT team, there's there's got to be some level of air support. Sure. So, I, w- I would think so. Yeah. It is in the movies, so. Um, I, I would just, you know, I would just be astounded if, if it, I don't know. But that's my, uh, that's my dumb cop of the week thing, because usually there's some silly thing. There, there really wasn't a lot of... Um, FBI going on. They were kind of, you know, a little air arm, you know, once in a while just to fill in the blanks for us. But, you know, FBI was... Arm getting all all smarmy a little bit with uh, Agent Navavi there. Yeah. <laughs> you look nice today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's... it's I can't, uh, I cannot figure that out. I cannot figure out that relationship between you and me. I just don't know, like... Well, it's there. I mean, they've they've obviously said where it, where it's going, but they just don't really... They, they kind of Did almost... They? I feel like they, they have. I mean, you knew Between the relationship the there. Have they really said anything? Other... I, I, mean... I feel like we had an episode where that was uh, outlined. But they don't... They, it's like they uh, the screenwriters forget about that, and they'll kind of, uh, you know, throw us hints every once in a while. Okay. It's not something that they've truly developed because, you know, they are still secondary characters. Uh, yeah, I feel she's so Navabi's a little more of a strong character of becoming one than Lucy was from or whatever her name was from season one that got mm-hmm. killed. Um, right. And uh, so uh, it's becoming more of a team thing, which I like. Um, I like that, you know. Well, getting Cooper out of there kind of turns it into uh, yeah that team, and, and and you had missed the Cooper scenes. I um, saw the one at the beginning. Excuse me. Uh, right, when he was helping. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it's 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 there. So they're, they're they still have that relationship there. So yeah, that's all I have. I, I did note there was a Mustang commercial, uh, but Tom wasn't in it, <laughs> and. I didn't, I didn't. If I saw it, I didn't catch it. Yeah, it was right in the last commercial break. There was a yellow Mustang commercial, uh, but no Tom. I, but I noted that because I've been actually kind of keeping my eye open for Mustang commercials all season so far, because uh, they seem to, as you get towards the, you know, the final episodes, you s- last two seasons at least, you've gotten uh, Tom yeah. pushing a Mustang. Well, so. We shouldn't be anywhere near final episodes, really. Oh no, 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 no. We're not near that yet, but we, you know, we got Mustangs, so. 
Yeah. Uh, no, we're episode uh, four here, so I mean we're still new into the season, and uh, you know from what I can tell, I don't see looking ahead any uh, any breaks in the schedule. We'll probably hit it as we hit uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Yeah, I uh, they're they're not um no, they're not that far out. Yeah, they're, okay. they're not listed that far out right now. Uh, so I figure we get to Thanksgiving, then we probably have a quick little break around there. And then uh, I bet like two episodes in December, and then we don't have anything back until after the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I'm all right with that. That's probably what they'll do because they, you, you have your your fall finale sometime in December. Yeah. So you'll get that break after Thanksgiving, then you'll get those like kind of a two parter, some sort of two episodes that really tie well together as your um, fall finales, and then you know we'll pick it up again in uh, February. Yep. So okay, uh, so well, that's all I got. Uh, anything else from you? I, I got one last thing here, and you and I had talked about this offline, mm-hmm. um, and I had had this idea, and I think you had the exact same idea about this other TV show, Blind Spot, that's on. Yep. I and we talked about this. So I'm gonna say it. this would be a fantastic thing if they did a crossover with that show. Yeah, I've looked at, uh, I've watched that episode, the, the trailers for it. I've not actually seen it. I haven't. I'm, it's one of those shows I'm going to pick up and watch uh, when its season's complete. Uh, I'll watch on demand. But I, I, it feels like a blacklist type show, uh, just in the trailers that I've seen. Anybody out there who's seen it, I mean, if you know, without revealing too much spoiler, I mean, if you feel like it definitely has that connection, let us know. Um, and uh, I've read some speculation articles by you know. You know, on online magazines and things like that, where people are trying to connect right the dots. Podcasters. Yeah, and and people are trying to connect <laughs> the dots and think this could be something that crosses over, and that would be neat. Uh, I I think that would be really neat. I think it'd be. I, I mean, I like that concept of doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, CBS did that a lot through the '80s between uh, Murder She Wrote and Magnum PI and Simon and Simon and. Right, uh, they all kind of moved around onto each other. They were all in the same universe, crossover um, episodes. Yep. Yeah, so putting them in the same universe, I think, could be, it could be a lot of fun. And um, it feels like it's not, it, you know, it's not a mystical thing. It's it's something that could work in the red universe. Yeah. So um, I I'd, I'd be excited if they uh, crossed it, over. If they did it, and then once it's done afterwards, you saw like when. Uh, so I saw enough of the uh, one of the commercials for uh, Blind Spot for next week, whatever. So I guess the gal's in an F. I guess she's an FBI agent now, or something like that. She has an FBI sure. vest. On. She's working with them, yeah. So, so assuming she's in, you know, um, an FBI compound, and you see the top ten in the background, you see Red's picture on there. That would be that would just be again a detail. Right. It would just have, you know, 57 academics pumping their fists in the air. You know, I mean, it's just having that type of the really yeah. cool, yes, you did it right. It gives you a crossover in that yeah. sense. Or even if you're not going to do it yet, you know, it, it, it connects the universe. Yeah. Uh, and that would be cool. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. I, 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 those type of things make it fun. Mm-hmm. So, so, so tell us what you all think about this episode, crossover potentials, anything. Tell us what you think. Are we crazy with some yeah. of our ideas this week, or uh, you know, are we kind of right where we, where you're thinking? Uh, you can e- uh, email us at uh, blacklist at podcasterbia.com. You can get us on Facebook or Twitter at podcasterbia. Uh, iTunes reviews always appreciated. So that's it for this week's episode uh, for the Blacklist podcast for the gin number forty three. We will see you all next week. Good night, everybody.